What up, nerds? TDN Scott here for the Raising Nerds podcast, talking about our favorite nerd topics and how raising little nerds of our own is better than a reliable computer. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing today, Scott? I'm fantastic. Well, I'm going to have to apologize to everybody. Um, I had a massive computer failure, and our two podcasts from last week were completely lost. Um, we're trying to do some recovery for the data, but honestly, it's it's not worth paying money for so we're trying to get the manufacturer to do it <laughs> um, Ralph the computer guy he's uh, he's trying to take care of it for us but hopefully this time I'll actually be more awake I feel a little yeah. better this week yeah, that's good <laughs> so that's important that's um, good. yeah so apologize to everybody I'll have this podcast I guess Everybody was just sitting at home going, why was there no podcast this week? Yeah, I'm sure it was distraughtful to a lot of people. I don't know. You know. Thousands of people. Millions. Millions uh, of people. The economy almost shut down. It, it did. It did. And everybody was just sitting and waiting with bated yeah. breath for our review of... Episode one. Episode one, Aftermath of The Bad Batch. And we talked for, you know, two and a half hours. Yes, we did. <laughs> it was. It's a fantastic episode. We're going to kind of bring it down a little bit we're just gonna we're still just gonna talk about that tonight but we've only got now about an hour and a half tonight to talk so we're gonna see if we can cover it but the episode is an hour and 14 minutes long so we we'll might see how fast we can uh, <laughs> breeze through things <laughs> sounds good oh but oh man episode two came out and i am dying to talk about that too yeah oh my gosh it's uh... <sighs> We're still gonna we're still gonna have to talk about it. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. It's... All right. Well, we'll kind of talk about some of the larger aspects of things. We're gonna we're gonna skip over some of the battles because they're just great to watch. Mm. But we'll talk about some of the things that we liked. I thought maybe this time to try to shorten it, we could talk about uh, the different characters that we liked and their arcs throughout this episode. Yeah. Um, because we've met the Bad Batch before. Um, I actually just watched episode uh, one of season seven. Which introduced the Bad Batch. Yeah, it does. Which was really fun. Um, and no, they, they basically are exactly the same characters that they are here. Yeah. I, I kept thinking that maybe Crosshairs was different. Crosshair was different, but he's not. No. <laughs> he's pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, obviously, we see some changes in him throughout the episode, and that is a change, but it's it's all make makes sense and is there for a purpose. Yeah. Um, but, oh gosh, I was... See, I also watched episode two today, and so like, I'm trying to tie that in too, because yeah. I'm like, well, oh, well, what about this? But no, it's all good. So we started off uh, with the Lucasfilm logo in this episode, and then we had the flash of all the masks. animated characters. Yeah, new introductions, um, new masks, and new heads. Yeah, and I think this is going to be the animated opening. Yeah. And as they come out with new animations, they'll introduce new masks or new. Yeah, new things. I am about a hundred percent sure that we're going to see an Ahsoka uh, headdress tail thing, or tail things. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how you do that because everything so far is helmets. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I picture the Lego minifigure without the head in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you have the head tails coming down the side and then up the top. Yeah, and just just like blacked out. That's all you need. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's all silhouettes anyway. But we see we see a lot of different ones. Uh, I I'm pretty sure we actually see ch uh, we see Chopper and we see Bucket, who's from Star Wars Resistance. Is that who it is? Yeah, it's the one that one we that didn't get. The... Yeah, so it starts with Grievous, Bucket, Bucket Chopper, uh, then like a Commando Droid. And we get one of the bad batches. Crosshair comes before the commando droid. Oh, crosshair before the commando crosshair, droid. Crosshair, then and commando then I, droid. And then I think it's Wrecker? Yeah, it looks like Wrecker. And then it's one of the... It's, um, uh, it's Ezra's training helmet. Yeah, right. Yep. His the, Empire, uh, cadet. His cadet helmet. Cadet helmet from and Rebels. Then, uh, Sabine's um, Night Owl helmet. Yeah, which is just freaking fantastic. Um, and we cut to another helmet, I think. The problem is they, oh, it's, it's so, so fast. fast. It's so hard you to miss figure it if out. You're not. And then uh, Hunter, I think, is the last one. Yes. Who, which is basically uh, just a phase two helmet. Yeah. Um, as 
far as I remember. But it's great. I love that they're doing new stuff like this. Um, and then the beginning of this episode, it started out saying the Clone Wars and yeah. then burned out to the Bad Batch, which I absolutely loved. Yes. And then it actually starts with the announcer from Clone Wars. Yes. Which I absolutely loved as well because we're still in the Clone Wars. We are. At the very beginning of this episode. Um, episode two does not do that. It's uh, not an episode two. Which we're not in the Clone Wars anymore. We're not in the Clone Wars. But uh, it was just so much fun to see that transition. Yeah. Um, so yes, this, this show, like we'd speculated, is absolutely Clone Wars Season 8. Yep. Except that the Clone Wars end... So we got to call it something else, and we're going to follow these characters, the Bad Batch. Yes. But I loved hearing the announcer. I, I like, geeked out when I I loved it. hearing the announcer as well. I also <laughs> loved that they animated episode three. Yeah. I saw a thing on uh, Instagram that was like, would you watch episode three as an animation, like full? And I was like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You give me the episode three oh, full Clone Wars version, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what would be cool is we could actually... We, we can watch parts of it. Yeah. Between Season 7 and uh, Bad Batch. Yeah, it's got quite a bit. <laughs> there are quite a few. Uh, I love when Ahsoka walks into the meeting with the Jedi Council. Ugh, right as the scene ends in Episode 3. But we hear the tail end of that conversation of the Jedi Council. Yeah, I, whoa, that... Okay. Like, oh, it, okay. All it right. It starts tying together. <laughs> This is pretty cool. I, I love it. And I love it stitching together. Yeah. It's not all... We're not watching the scenes because those aren't important to these stories. No. But I 100% would watch oh, yeah. an animated version. That's really fun. Yeah. Ah, that's so great. But, and uh, we mentioned when we recorded before how you said you could hear in your head General Grievous. Captain. Time to... Abandon ship. Abandon ship. As he launches away. You see him <laughs> kind of rub his hands together as he does in the... Yeah. And you actually hear him push the buttons, you just yeah. don't hear the line. Yep. Which is interesting. And then he laughs and... <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, freaking... But oh, it was really cool because it, it looked almost exact. Exact yeah, scene. Yeah, right on. Three. It was so like, there were just two scenes, right? There's the scene when Anakin cuts the battle droids down around Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine and, and then Grievous abandoning ship. Yep. And those are the only two, uh, two scenes that they translate. But then it does cut to... Scenes from season seven of Clone Wars. Yes. When Mace Windu's uh, in the factory. Mace Windu and Obi-Wan are in that factory, uh, that battle. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. And also, um, what is that episode? It's the last tail end when we go back from Ahsoka mm-hmm. and the sister, Martina's sisters. Yeah. Back to Anakin and them, and he's. Then we cut. It cuts to them on that bridge. That's right. where they are. Okay. So it's giving scenes from season seven that kind of ties it in. It's like, yeah, this is season eight or the beginnings of it. Gotcha. Uh, and then fine, at the very end, we cut to a totally new scene, a battle droids versus clones and Jedi in... Uh, the world of Kalar. Kalar, yes. And we meet Jedi Master Depa Balaba. Mm-hmm. And so remind me again, did you... I, I know, sorry, we're going to be covering a lot of things we covered before. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly. Well, the nice thing is the important stuff we'll remember and will be brought up, and the stuff that's not important will, well, must not have been important enough. It must not have been important enough. Yeah. This was important enough is De- Master Depa Balaba. When I heard the name, I recognized it. Once uh-huh. I heard it, and went, oh, why do I know that name? It's ironic that I went, oh, dang it, TJ's going to know the name, and he's going <laughs> to, like, rub it in my face because he knows where's it, <laughs> where it's from, and I have no idea. Oh. Uh. And so I was like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just figure it out. So yeah, I uh, recognized I, her name. Same as you. I'd also had a memory of her name. But even more than that, her look as a character. I, I didn't recognize her look at all. So Yeah, I more than anything, it was her look. I'm like, I've seen her in live action. I know I have. Mm. She's on the Jedi Council. Yes. In episode one? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we see her in episode one and and we see her in season seven. Of Clone Wars. So that's the animation. We do? Yeah. Oh, right. As a digital form. Yep. As a hologram. digital form. Hologram. As a hologram. Gotcha. Her and her Padawan. Who we'll talk about in just a second. Yes, we will. Because it'll only take a second. It will. Uh, we are locked in deadly combat. And just as a little side note, when I was watching this again and again and again, <laughs> uh, it really makes me have respect for the AATs, the droid tanks. Oh, yeah. Because the like one shot destroys an ATTE. Yeah, like I had no idea they were that powerful. 
Yeah, like, they they definitely pack a punch. You we don't see them that often. We see them in Episode One, and we see them occasionally in Clone Wars, but they're never. The Jedi dispatch them quickly. Yoda takes them out in the very first episode. Yeah, but no, they uh, they're definitely powerful. And you said you found out this clone commander's name, right? Yeah, it's his command. It's Captain Gray. Captain Gray. In is uh, in the TV Jedi show, it's Master, Captain Gray. Jedi Master Balabas, uh, clone commander. Yes. Um, and they're waiting for her Padawan, who's supposed to be coming with reinforcements. Yes. She shows up. And this is where you realize something. Yeah, where so you'd heard that name before. It. Yes, she. Um, <laughs> he shows up, he comes sliding down the hill, and she calls him by his first name, which is Caleb. And the minute I heard Caleb, I knew exactly who this was. Um, that it was, in fact, Kanan Jarrus from Rebels. Yep. And that's when I was like, that's where I heard it. I can hear the Inquisitor say that he favors the form that definitely the lava. And so, yeah, I knew exactly right then. I was like, and then I heard Freddie Prince Jr.'s voice, who is the voice of Kane. And I heard his, yeah, okay. his uh, attempt, you know, their their attempt to make him sound, sound you younger. Know, like this part sounded pretty good. It still sounded a little old, but uh-huh. it was pretty good right here. Yeah. Later, uh, one of the other lines, it was just not. It's like, not right. It, it didn't work. Anyway, um, but yeah, I knew exactly. Once she said, once she said Caleb, I knew it. Yeah, it's Kanan Jarrus. Dang it. Which made me super excited. Uh, I actually yelled out. Because I was like, we're going to see uh, Caleb. At least a little bit of him. <laughs> but yeah. So. Yeah. So he he announces that, yes, the reinforcements are right behind him. And they said, uh, how many reinforcements are we getting? Five. Five. Five? <laughs> yeah, you got to see these clones, man. Yes. And, of course, we see them coming out of the forest. We see some rumbling. Looks like an avalanche or something. Yes. Or something large coming through. I wondered if it was a tank or something, because I'm always up for vehicles. It was not. It was reminiscent of one of the first introductions we had of the Bad Batch before, which was a giant rock rolling down the hill. So we know who did that. It was obviously Wrecker. It was obviously Wrecker. We saw him do it in Skackle Minor when they saved Echo in Season 7. So it was like... This is the bad batch right here. Oh man, it was so amazing. I <sighs> drives me crazy. Drives yeah. me crazy. They're so they're so great. Uh, and Wrecker, he's practically a superhuman. <laughs> like yeah. they're all superhumans. Yeah, pretty much in one way or the other. Um, and he takes out a third of the battle droids with that rock. Yeah. And the last droids stand your position. Stay in your stand your ground as he's. Getting thrown off the cliff, which is freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, but then right behind it is the Bad Batch. Yeah, it showcases all of their abilities, you know. And if you see, you know, you don't have to go into much detail. Each yeah. one has select abilities, and this yeah. one shows. So we've got Hunter, who's the Rambo of the group. And he yes. comes through, and he's slicing all the droids with his knife. Such a cool knife. Such a sweet knife. I've said um, before, I, that's where I would keep my knife. Because that's where he puts his... Yeah, that's right. 100%. My dad used to have a diving knife that he kept on his on his calf. Yeah. And he would wear it the entire time while we were at Lake Powell. He actually got to use it once. Yeah, t- um, Teddy storm. actually talked about how you guys would make fun of him for it. Oh, he got made fun he of a lot. Fun. I never made fun of him. I thought he was the coolest guy in the world. Yeah, right. Because, you know, he's my dad. <laughs> he talked about it. Yeah, he got made fun of it all the time until the one time that it uh, saved your boat yep. in the storm. They and, had uh, a boat like, tied to yeah. a houseboat. Our ski boat was tied to a houseboat, and uh, the storm came up, and the waves were huge, like yeah. six-foot waves, uh, or greater possibly, and we were worried that what was going to happen is the houseboat was going to land on top of the boat, or the boat was going to land on the houseboat. You know, they're tied really close together, but right. enough to have a little bit of uh, slack, and my dad ran out, jumped in the boat, took the knife off of his leg, and sliced right through the ropes, holding them together, and pulled the boat out and rode the storm out in the middle of Lake Powell. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, the part he remembered the most was he got to drive around in that storm, which yeah, is pretty cool. <laughs> if it were me, that's exactly what I'd oh, do. Yeah. I'd be riding those waves. I'd be having so much fun. Yeah. See, that was the difference. Is we, we would play in the storm. Uh-huh. Like, everybody would hunker down and Find go inside and... My dad would be like, let's go out on the jet skis. Let's go out on the boat. Let's let's go have some fun <laughs> in these No waves. one else is on the lake. Let's oh, just... yeah. 
Oh, especially the jet skis in a storm. Just jumping yeah. those suckers. Dude, you could catch so much air. Dude. It was That's scary. Awesome. But I digress horribly. Anyway, but he Hunter's had a knife. Rambo. Nobody ever, nobody ever made fun of him again after that. Yeah. Once he had that use of the knife. That makes sense. And uh, Hunter Rambo, he's freaking going after these droids. It's a fibroblade, obviously. Yes. And it's got some sort of electric edge on it. Yeah. Which my understanding is something that they used on a previous mission that we first saw in Bat in Clone Wars yes. season seven. The only way because, to kill him. Uh, yep, Wrecker and that. Hunter show him their vibroblades. Have with you the, ever uh, seen a male? Electro edge. Its name. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, you remember so much of this stuff. I watched it today. I still couldn't quote that. Ah, oh, that's it's why. Star that's why Wars. we have you it's here. Pretty much, like, if I didn't have a religion, Star Wars would be. <laughs> I follow a group that's called the Church of Star Wars. Yeah, and like, I just look at their well, stuff. There's some all good the stuff time. in there. I it's, mean, yeah. in, in all reality, we take it back, and it's all taken from the gospel. You know, it's like a yeah. lot of the lessons it, to learn. Uh, but we just like them in new, entertaining ways. I, I yeah, and I am like yeah. I, it's it's almost nasty how much I love Star Wars. <laughs> it's it's, bad. It's, I found a new uh, YouTube channel that talks that goes in depth on history of of the, of different factions and things like that uh-huh. and characters. But they're short; they're like five minutes. Oh, or nice! There's some twenty-minute like ones that like go real deep into the Empire and how it came about, its rise and fall. Uh-huh. Kind of a just an overarching idea. Ooh. But they did a redo of the First Order and came up with a new backstory for them. And a new oh. origin and stuff, and reorganized it because the guy's really big into politics. Right, he loves organization, and so he reorganized the first order to what <gasps> we think would be better. And I'm sitting there listening, going, "Yeah, that sounds pretty amazing." Dude. That's so crazy. <laughs> if only we had somebody like you at Lucasfilm. I know helping. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it's it's funny I, you bring that up. It's, they asked Dave Filoni about the Bad Batch, which I yeah. seen he talked about. He's like, it was George Lucas's idea. You know, he, he, when we were doing Clone Wars, he was like, wouldn't it be cool to have, like, a separate division of defective clones? Like, so Dave Filoni's talking about, I was like, George Lucas, we had this idea. And I'm like, yeah, we could have a whole TV show about these defective clones. Like, so here we are. And the first part <laughs> really? of me was George like, Lucas how much, <laughs> yeah, part of me was like, how much of it is, like, Dave Filoni actually comes up with it, but he's like, George Lucas is the master, so I'll give him the credit. But then in my mind, it's like, no, I bet you George Lucas has the idea, because he always has the ideas, but Dave Filoni is a master storyteller. Right. He knows he's, how to tell he's a story. He's the action man. He makes it happen. So, you know, they, George Lucas can say something in passing, and Dave Filoni can make a story out of it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So it was like, okay, I, I, I could see that. You know, yeah. In passing, George Lucas is like, yeah, let's have some defective clothes. And then Dave Filoni's like, all right, let's work with this. Okay, sure. Yeah. And all right. Let's see what are. we can do. Bad batch. So, yeah, you had the Rambo with, with the knife. You got Record, who's like the Hulk. He's the, he's the super strong. Man. strong. He's the muscle. Yes. You get Tech, who's the geek, He's plugged into incredibly intelligent, very smart. Yep. Yep, um, very smart and also very tapped into everything. Yes. Can process information quickly. Yes. Um, Crosshair is the sniper. He's got excellent accuracy. Yep. And then we have Echo, Echo who is the droid interface. Yep, <laughs> he is. He's not a defective... Well, he was not genetically altered as a newborn he was right he wasn't he wasn't defective yeah it was through episode seven that he we find out that he became yeah um, he was integrated into a yeah. droid system and uh, but that allows him connection to himself. like all computer stuff he's basically yeah. there he's their astromech yeah so but able to communicate a lot better yeah i love echo <laughs> oh Echo's so wonderful anyway yeah and that's so we the see all of them fight which is really great um and Crosshair is just headshotting everybody, which was awesome. I love that that they focus the fact that every shot is is a headshot. <laughs> you'd you'd think the droid the droid makers would be like, maybe we shouldn't put all the control information in the head. Uh, I know, right? We'll have some eye sensor, you know, some visual sensors in the head, but that's it. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> no, no. You, you take their heads is. off, and it destroys the droid. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but then we get a really cool combination attack between Crosshair and Wrecker. Yes. Where Crosshair launches some uh, explosive cables that pop out and hit Magnetically seal together. to the three tanks that are about to hit the clones. Yep. And then Wrecker goes over and starts pushing the one closest to the cliff off of the cliff and the other ones tied to it are going to come over they and go with start it. going with it. These tanks are super heavy. 
And Wrecker, by himself, is pushing them over a cliff. Yep. All three tanks. Now, granted, they are on repulsor lift, so he's not having to deal with, like, but hitting he, rocks he and wants stuff, but pretty much still have to overcome in. friction. Yeah, he wants, he wants lifted a, a full ship, though, a gunship. Yeah. To get Commander so, Cody out. So yep. <laughs> it's not, and that wasn't, you know, levitating. No, it was not. I guess not. he just rolled it, but still. No, that you that's, know, that's like somebody rolling a bus. Yeah. No, that's still very impressive. He's just like, do. whatever. So, yeah, pushing the tanks. No, you didn't lift the bus over your head. You, true, but yeah, I true, rolled but I the rolled bus it. over. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, we, man, that the scene of Wrecker, yeah, again, putting that knife right into, right into the sheath on his forearm. Oh, so cool. It's so freaking great. And, yeah, the Bad Batch, done. That uh, advanced force of the Separatists is now gone. Yeah, three tanks and uh, three... Platoons uh, or ranks worth of droids. Gone. It's just gone. Um, which is so funny because after they do all that, totally save these clones, freaking Gray gives them a hard time. Which we find out is not uncommon. It is not. No, they get they get crap all the time. And uh, unfortunately, this is where I have my embarrassing part, which is when I finally realized <laughs> who Kanan Jarrus was, who Caleb Doom was. <laughs> and it wasn't until uh, Jedi Master Balava starts asking who these new clones are. Caleb mm. introduced us to your friends, and I go, Caleb? <laughs> and right before this, he's been talking, and this, this was the bad part of... Uh, of the voice modulation that you did because uh-huh. it sounded way too deep for a kid. And that's when I recognized slightly Freddie Prince Jr. and the voice of Kanan. And then she calls him Caleb and that clued me in. So it was quite a bit later for me that I finally realized who this was. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, well, this is the first time that she would have mentioned it, right? And then I, back in my head, is like, no, she said it multiple times. She dude. said his you name. Really That's like the third time that she said his name. Yeah. It's whatever. It's <laughs> it, took, it took three times. I was trying to peg who she was yeah, for right. so long. Well, if it, 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 it makes you feel any better, there was once a time that I went snowmobiling, and I didn't think that I was on the planet Hoth. And someone else pointed that out. I was like, does anyone else feel like they were on Hoth? And I didn't. And I was like, I'm not even a Star Wars fan. If I'm in a snowy area and I don't think I'm on Hoth, how can I be a Star Wars fan? So I know how it feels. Yeah, and snowmobiles are great because you feel like you're in a in a snow speeder. Yeah. So I mean, every from now on, I see the snow and I'm like Hoth. 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 Out in the desert. Tatooine. Now in Tatooine. Easy. Yep. Yep. Oh, dude, it's even it's even worse if you're in a side by side. Oh yeah. Uh, Out in the desert, driving around, it's like I am in a land speeder. Yeah. I'm I'm Luke Skywalker. Where are these droids? <laughs> oh, so cool. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Well, uh, Caleb has to go with the Bad Batch yes. to go uh, try to take out some more droids because yeah, they, their their large reinforcements were diverted to a different place. Back to Coruscant, so it's so, just the Bad Batch. Was it to Coruscant? Or was it... Rude out I, into the capital, which I'm I, pretty sure is... I assumed that it was the capital of, uh, of this planet. Oh, it might be. Oh, okay. Wow, I hadn't even thought about it. Because if they said rerouted to Coruscant, they would say Coruscant, not the capital, right? Isn't Coruscant the capital of the... It is the capital of the Republic. Republic? I mean, you, you make a good argument. It's up for interpretation, I guess. It is up for interpretation. However, usually I would imagine they wouldn't pull forces to go to Coruscant now. Unless the war is almost over. The war is almost over. Oh, wait, uh, key tech saying the war is almost over. Interesting. Yeah, so tech is tied into everything, and so while they're talking... She says, well, we need more reinforcements. Tech's like, well, no, you won't need any of us in, in a little while. Uh, General Kenobi has engaged General Grievous on Utapau. So that gives us an indication of what we're Where doing. Where we're at, yeah. Now, this is obviously later be, later than that because of how quickly we see Order 66 come up. Yes. So this has to be, like, He's Obi-Wan is probably destroying, killing Grievous right now. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. probably already dead. Yeah. Um, but we're just barely hearing about it because the communications and tech isn't exactly a high priority guy. He's just listening into com chatter. Yeah. He's and just... so reports are coming through. He probably doesn't register or consider something a hundred percent accurate until multiple sources are stating this, which is smart. It is very smart. And it's, it's more than what the news does today yeah. in our world. They hear something and they just run with it. And, let's, and let's run it now. Don't hurry. check it. Well, I mean, we're in such a fast paced 
environment nowadays that if you don't run it when you first hear it, you're considered outdated. And so well, with that fear, they jump yeah. on things that may not be completely accurate. Exactly. Which I've noticed in the past, you know, if they do something wrong, they apologize, which I haven't seen recently in the past. The past, the most recent times, um, news stories, if they're like wrong, they don't normally apologize. Yeah. Four years? Or yeah. So, or something like that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I just, I heard something recently about the Times. They just, they ran with a story that, as fact, that was not fact that was proven wrong and the problem is is they reported it and it's it's the new york times so all these other media outlets jump on the story Uh and quote the new york times but it was a false story but they're never gonna have a retraction no like it almost it's almost gotten to the point where we need to force these companies to slow down and say if you're caught doing something like that your headline the next day is now now has to be all the retractions of every story you've gotten wrong yeah that has to be your headline now, and that's because you are not an inter- you have no integrity it's as a accountability, mentality. and it's an accountability thing, and they don't have it. No one really owns up to they, their mistakes. They put out a retraction, but again, with the twenty-four hour cycle, no one cares. Yeah, nobody goes back and reads the story three days later when no. it's been edited and and put that oh we were wrong about this. No. So, but tech is smarter than that, and he so he waits, waits. until he's get multiple. And I'm only assuming this because it, how quickly Order 66 occurs right after this. Because yeah. it is not, like, he kills Grievous, but then he still has to meet up back up with his troops. He has to get his mount back. And like, we hear, it's Tex says, Obi-Wan's engaged with Grievous, then the Bad Bads run off, and Order 66 is happening. Yeah, so, so again, I'm at assuming. At this point, I would say Grievous is already dead. Yeah, Obi-Wan's probably. on his way back to tell to Cody, Cody yep. that... And to get his lightsaber back. Yeah. Moments He's already before dead. Cody turned left. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> just, uh, oh, have you seen the whole theory behind that? No. That Cody didn't actually... He missed Obi-Wan on purpose? Uh, he didn't, though. He wasn't in charge of the cannon. True. So he, it, he told them, uh, take him out. blast him. And so there, there's a theory blast. that it's actually the gunner. The gunner missed him on purpose. That's possible. And then Cody didn't have them pursue it to try and find his body. That's true. Cody did not go after him. So there's a theory that it's because Cody wasn't fully... And I... I, I after season seven of Clone Wars, I can't neither abide can that I. anymore. I mean, because if Rex turns... If Rex, yeah, if Rex tries everyone, to kill Ahsoka... Nope. There's no fighting So that, that's, the, that's the theory. But yeah. As cool as Cody is, he's not Rex. Which is crazy. We don't see Cody after that. It's She's done after... Yeah. After We've seen other clones, um, but no Cody. Yeah, we see Gregor and we see Wolf. We see Gregor, Wolf, Rex. And my understanding is that Gray has a really good story with Kanan in the comics. Yeah, he uh, saves him. In, After in Order 66. Yeah, he actually see. Interesting. Feels remorse, I think is what it is. And he For actually, killing. He saves Kanan from the other clones. That's interesting. Uh, that's the you know short headline that I saw. I haven't looked yeah. into it. Uh, now this is where we could have a quick discussion about the fact that they changed uh, the comics. Yeah. With this episode, uh, before when they were on Sulukumai, uh Order sixty six happened at night, and mm. that's when Jedi Master Blogger was killed. At night is at night, and that's why Kanan was able to get away. The Bad Batch wasn't involved at all, and so now we're in this in this weird moment where the comics and the movie or the TV shows are no longer agree with each other. But they're both considered canon. Yes, they are supposedly. Which now, makes it for awkward. me. I I haven't read the comic, and so it makes me wonder if the comic was a retelling by Kanan of what happened. Could have been. And the reason I think that's the case is over time our, our memories become faded and fuzzy. And yeah. if you imagine Caleb Doom changing his name to Kanan Jarrus, hiding as a Jedi for decades, Years. and then retelling the story at some point in the future, some of the details may have been lost. And it's true that they may have had this really good connection around the fireside the night before with all their clone commanders, and then he just remembers the betrayal early the next day. Yeah. But in his mind, he thinks, you know, he just forgets. Yeah. And moves on, and 
starts telling the story that it happened at night because it made it made everyone feel the betrayal more rather than oh then we woke up the next day and then they turned on us but his story would feel more of the betrayal if it came yeah. right after a connection a connection moment at night. Yeah, that's true. So it's, that's a possibility. I mean, it's not the first time um, the Ahsoka book came out, and yeah, it changed her, that too. Her interaction with Darth Maul is a little different on Mandalore, as well as how she hides. Yeah, and what happens to her sabers? And... Yeah, exactly. So it's it's not the first time that it's they've had contradicting stuff. Yeah, uh, but in the end, I come for me personally. The visual medium is how it happened, because we're not hearing it from somebody as a second hand. No, we're not in the book of Soka. We're in her mind, right? Yeah, and she's remembering it. Right. So, so again, we have that plausible deniability. But when we're watching it on the screen or on the TV Watch shows, it as it we are seeing it happen. Yeah, we're not. Unless we're using a flashback uh, to show us what happened, then we have to question. We could question that. that but well. if we're watching it happen in real time, which we are so far, yeah, then I kind of take this as more the canon. If I have to pick, I agree. Which is also why I'm not going to get into the comics anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I am not. A or, comic person. or the really the books. We were uh, I've been getting the High Republic comics and uh, the High Republic books, and I'm not sure if I'm going to continue that. Yeah, so. I'll get the books. I've enjoyed the books so far. Yeah, they've been all right um, for me. And not it's it's on Audible, so it's a free credit. So it's basically a free book anyway. <laughs> well, it's a fifteen dollar book. Wow. <laughs> It's actually my brother pays for it, so it's a free book. <laughs> Lucky you. So. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, <laughs> we should probably get back to the episode. Anyway, Caleb we are not going to get through this. No, we are not. We are like less than ten minutes in. Yeah. Um, so we'll fast forward. Here. Uh, Jedi Master Balaba does recognize Order 66 occurring. Yep, she hears um, she Captain hears Gray Pal- getting it. Yep, from Palpatine. And she's not sure what that means, but then he pulls out a blaster, starts shooting her. And one thing they did keep is she does not kill Grey. No. So trying to keep some of the comics intact. And it's very possible that Grey saves Caleb still. Yes. Very possible. 100%. Because she didn't kill him. So it's, it's very possible. Yeah. But the clones turn on her and uh, they do keep her last instructions to him, to Caleb. Yeah. Which keeps Rebels... Um, Rebels is legit. Perfect. Yep, because but it makes sense. Dave Filoni's involved here, and he, you know, he has enough people to say, "Hey, make sure we're not doing anything that contradicts what we said in Rebels." Yeah, because he wasn't in charge of the comics. Is why it's different. Yep, yep. There's a totally different group that's in charge of the story end of it, and apparently they don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I suspected that. Um, so we see Caleb run into the Bad Batch. He ran back to Jedi Master Balaba, but she told him to run. He starts running away. Runs into Hunter and the Bad Batch, and uh, he runs away from them because you know he just watched clones kill clones. his yeah. master. Um, but then we, as he runs away, we see the Bad Batch all sitting around, going, "What the heck is going on?" I don't know. There's this repeated command over and over, you know, execute Order sixty six, and Wrecker says, "What's Order 66? Yeah, he's like, "I heard that too." And what it's is like, it? It's like, oh my gosh, I was so happy to hear that. Yeah. At least until I I started watching to see because each one of these clones is different in their uh, in their mutation, and so I'm like, okay, so some of them may not have it activate, but some of them may, and so I was watching each one of them to say something. So we had Tech say something, Hunter say something, Wrecker say something, Echo say something. Crosshair doesn't say anything. Nope. He doesn't acknowledge that he doesn't know what that is. And so as they're running through the forest, we see Hunter and Crosshair go into the forest while everybody else uh, goes different ways. Um, and Hunter and Crosshair find Caleb. Yes. And Crosshair shoots, shoots at him. Yep. And he deflects the blaster bolt, which uh, I had a discussion with somebody at work, and they thought that Crosshair was still good uh-huh. um, because he just shot at the branch below him which happens the second time they catch up to him. This first time, it's a direct shot. The second time, it's a little bit further away, and there are some branches and trees in the way. 
So I think that's why Crosshair struggles just a little bit on the second shot. Yeah. Um, but no, no, Crosshair aims to kill for that first shot. And I, unfortunately, I didn't see him at work today. So I wasn't able, oh, to, yeah. wasn't able to point it out to him like, hey, you're wrong. <laughs> He's always been a bad guy. Uh, but Wrecker tries to throw off a couple of regs from, off the scent, but it doesn't work. Yeah, they're hunting um, him too. Yep. And, man, it's just a sad situation. Yep. Um, but this is where Hunter gets the word from Tech that uh, they're all being told to execute the Jedi because of treason. Yes. And Crosshair says, oh, that makes sense. And he's like, that doesn't even start... Or no, he says, that explains things. Yeah. Like, that doesn't even begin to explain things, dude. Yeah. Um, and that's when we they find Caleb a second time. Crosshair takes out the branch underneath him. Caleb stands up without his cloak on this time, ignites his saber just like he does in Rebels, which is so freaking great. Yes. And... Uh, Crosshair just going nuts at him, but Caleb is very, very proficient yes, with his lightsaber and in battle. I don't even know how old he is here. He can't can't be more than like twelve. No, I wouldn't say he's more than twelve. It, it's Maybe good to know we, we hint in at Crosshair when he talks about how good soldiers follow orders. Oh gosh, that it's was call back to Tup. Yep, that seems to be part of the inhibitor chip. Good soldiers follow orders. It, it, you know, it's that it that, makes them more compliant mentally. You know, drilling into their heads that good soldiers follow orders. Yep. And it's it's a way for them to make sure that they're going to follow the orders, even if they have moral questioning like Rex did. Yes. Rex fought hard. He did. But it was it was programming. It was it was always there. And he couldn't overcome it. Yep. But Hunter doesn't have that. So after Caleb basically takes out Crosshair, just kicks him down, knocks him out. Yep, doesn't kill him. No, it doesn't kill him, which is crazy he still can't do it uh we haven't seen caleb kill a clone um and i i think as a kid he struggled with that i I think he's fine to kill droids but uh i think he's got some personal issues killing a living being yeah but hunter chases him down and tries to show him his blaster he throws his blaster away like i don't know what's going on dude i'm on your side chases him to the end of a cliff and he's like i don't know what's going on either dude i'm just as confused as you um but he holds out his hand but Caleb doesn't trust him. And I wouldn't either. And yeah, he, he 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 has no reason to trust Hunter. No, and his he um, questions it though. He's he not sure, but he can't take. But the his the guy's right hand man in Caleb's mind just tried to kill him. So that, yeah, Crosshair did try to take him out, even though Hunter never took a shot. That doesn't mean that much. Hunter's a knife guy. Yep, we saw him do that. So him throwing away his blaster doesn't mean that much. Yeah, that's a good point too. Dang, oh, sorry. <laughs> Well, the fact that uh, um, Caleb just takes out Crosshair. It's just so amazing. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, we the Bad Batch are the elite clones. They're amazing. We see Crosshair go nuts. But Crosshair is a distance guy. He's a he's a sniper. Yeah. So it makes sense that he's, he's an at-range kind of dude. And so up close with the Jedi, he loses. Yep. I get that. It, it makes sense. Um, but it also shows how proficient Caleb is. I mean, he's dodging the blaster bolts, but he is closing the gap, and that's where Crosshair is not comfortable. Nope. We even see later that when it's up close and personal, Crosshair is very standoffish. He's very he's not as dumb. good. Yeah. I, I'm not going to start anything. Well, it's like trying to, it. you know, it's trying to have a fist fight with a sniper rifle. Yeah. Have you ever played a game that you have a sniper rifle and the guy you're supposed to kill runs right in front of you? Yeah. You have almost no chance of hitting them oh, because, that's one, your <laughs> scope just takes you way too far away. Exactly. So I was playing Battlefront yesterday. I was like, yeah, I, I had to stay Somebody away. Somebody comes up close, yeah. If I get too close, I scope in to hit him, and I'm like, I'm already gone. Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah, he takes Crosshair out. We get to the we get to the cliff, and eventually Kanan, just, uh, Hunter, kind of makes a move for him to talk to him, and Kanan just... Jumps across this huge ravine. Amazing jump. We've known Kanan to be able to jump incredible distances. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's like, okay, even as a pad one, he can jump really far. This was a talent of his from the beginning, which is great. It's great to see that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, Then Crosshair comes up and catches up to him, and he's like, what happened? Did you get him? He's like, well, I tried tried to stop him. I stunned him. With what? 
You threw your blaster away. Yeah, you, which, you I mean, I think Crosshair anymore. was knocked out at that point, so he didn't see that. No, he did not see that, which is lucky. Um, so he wasn't found out by by, uh, by Crosshair. Although Crosshair right can, uh, he can heat seek. His little scanner senses thermal energy. True, but uh, it's not as advanced as uh, Din Djarin's from Mandalorian, where you could see footprints. Um, it wasn't that detailed. He could see active heat signatures. That's true. Um, we but I, I see him. Well, I guess. Oh, okay, I see. He, when he brings it down, he looks down into the river. And he yeah, see and he's not going to see him there because he's not he's there. Not but there. Hunter tries to tell him that he stunned the kid, and, he and the kid didn't make died. the jump. Yeah, and he's gone. Um, but Crosshairs later questions this. Although I've I've watched this so many times with a specific eye trying to figure out what would I think in this situation and how would I act and the problem is Hunter is very genuine he's not a liar by trade no and so when he says yeah the kid didn't make the jump Crosshair calls him out on the fact that hey usually when somebody falls down a ravine or something down a cliff you look down not across so he suspects that Jedi who have superior jumping abilities which he knows could have jumped across the entire ravine um that's possible yeah and so he questions hunter and hunter says some of us don't like to watch yeah and i say oh that's a great line dude yeah because honestly if i were crosshair this is my leader talking i mean obviously i don't have an inhibitor chip that forces me to question any type of disloyalty or deception right uh Without that, like if if I questioned my superior officer, like, well, I mean, you usually look down, not across, when somebody falls. He's like, some of us don't like to watch. You're right. That's a good point. I'm sorry I brought it up. Yeah, sorry. Exactly. It's like oh, <laughs> you uh you continue on with your day. Yeah, I was totally wrong on that. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Man. But uh, not crosshair because he is now. Now, he's, he's no not longer full loyal to Hunter. Yeah, he's no longer. He still partially is because he still follows his orders. But he submits reports underhandedly. But he, I would say he still doesn't follow Hunter to the full extent because Hunter told him to stop shooting Caleb and he didn't. That's true. That's true. And I, and he kept I think there was him. an overriding thing. But when he has a moment to sit and think, so he's he doesn't... I think it's war. He's very conflicted, but the inhibitor chip is still active. His, and later, we f- yeah. they, they mention it. That it. His inhibitor chip is intact. It's just not f- at a full... At full power, it's not as it's not as uh, influential as the regular clones, right? But it is active. And so when he's staring at a Jedi, it does like, it is able to take over. But when it's when he's not there, it's like he questions. He's defiant. He questions, but eh, it's not it's not anything crazy. Yeah. So they leave and they go back to Camino, and on the when they're coming in for a landing, we get the V wings coming in. Which is a new protocol for them. They don't. Yes. They've never seen that before. But we see that with uh, the Empire constantly. They're uh, in the original trilogy, there are always escorts for every incoming craft. Um, and we're going to see later, it's in the next episode, that it's because the Empire really wants to control every aspect. Yes. Of people's lives. And yes. so even the clones, their military, they are still. Like they're Escorted. requesting clearance they codes. They need a clearance code, which are like, like that's don't they know happened. who we are? Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. It's like, well, okay then, and they have them, and they're fine. But it's just like, right. wow, we've never had to do that before. And now this could also be, they also pass it off as possibly a drill. Maybe it's a drill. Yeah, could be a drill. But at the same time, they've never been treated great by regs, so it's possible that they could chalk it up to discrimination. Yeah. Saying, oh, it's because we're different. We're the Bad Batch, and so they're checking our craft even though they, they know who we are, right? Just to be yes. jerks. Yeah. Um, but when they get in there, there's a lot of weird stuff happening. There's a lot of Coruscant Guard yeah, shock which troopers. Are weird. Which I freaking love. I love shock troopers, dude. They're really cool looking. Uh, they had Phase 2 shock trooper clones in Lego. They only came in one set, and it was this... $50 set that I passed on uh, that had Ahsoka from uh, season 5. Right. And I passed on it. I'm still kicking myself. It had two shock troopers and Ahsoka. Like, 
if another set comes out with shock troopers, I'm I'm getting a full squad of four. Right. Because <laughs> that's just what I do. <sighs> um. So they try to they try to ask what's going on, and they do see a Jedi being taken away. Yes. Drops their lightsaber, and this shock trooper that they were talking to. Uh, picks it up and he's like, is there a problem here? Nope, no problem. Uh, and they say the clones are acting strange. The regular clones are acting strange, but uh, when they go to ask him something, <laughs> they just brush past him and Tech's like, well, it seems like the same to me. <laughs> yep, normal to me. But these inhibitor chips are doing crazy things to the clones. It's like they've completely taken over. Like, yeah. it's turned the clones into robots. They follow orders unquestioningly. They don't take their helmets off. They're brainwashed. Yeah, their their helmets stay really. on. It's crazy. Yeah. Which it's ironic, just to point out, that when they get onto Camino, all of the bad bads take their helmets off, except Crosshair. <gasps> Crosshair oh. keeps his helmet on. Nice, good pull, dude. Which is, it seems, must be protocol now. It you is don't protocol. Take your helmet off, which I mean, we see that in episode seven of Star Wars when Phasma um, yeah, confronts Finn about yep. it. Who told you to take your helmet off? You know, we also see that throughout the original trilogy. Yep. The the uh, stormtroopers never take their helmets off. No. We never see a stormtrooper's face. No. Nope. Um, but in the prequels, the clone troopers take off their helmets all the time. Oh, all the time, yeah. But then once Order 66 happens, their helmets stay on. They now become the uniform, yeah. faceless enemies. All right, he pulled up a picture. He's showing me a picture of all of them As walking they're walking through. down the hall. Oh, my gosh. That is so even, crazy. I didn't even look like he wants up. to take the helmet off. He's, no, it stays it's on. just what it is. But they're you going, always take your helmet they're off. They're going full Mandalorian on those, yeah. on those helmets. Dang it. Good good observation, dude. That's Thank amazing. You. Wow. I'm always impressed with, with how, how good you are. <laughs> it's uh, Star Wars, like I said. It's Star Wars. You notice these, I've watched this how many times? At least, what, three, four times now. And I, I you know, you you catch new stuff all the time, but it's very cool. And that makes sense. That That's a legitimate hint, I think, that they would put in on purpose. Yeah, Because it, it's sense. easy to do. I'm, I'm trying to see when he takes it off. Does he take it? Because I'm pretty sure it takes off when they're in the barracks. Yes, he does take it off once they're in so the barracks. So he waits until... Yep, right there. He took it off. Yep. But uh, not till... It's not, not until, until he's, he's in, his, in quarters. his quarters. Yep. Which would be the only time. Um, and then they have a really cool discussion about... Oh, they're, they're told about a meeting that's going to happen. Yes. But they have a cool discussion about why they're not affected by the in inhibitor chips. Uh, even though they haven't necessarily called them inhibitors chips yet. It's funny that uh, in this conversation, you know, they're like, we completed our objective, it's fine, it's a win, and Crosshair is like, not every objective. Hunter let the Jedi kid escape. Or it's like, he's like fixated on this, and they're all like, yeah, like, three times, who, who cares? But he's like, <laughs> he let him escape. And so it's like, yeah, no, uh, Crosshair is having a really hard time with this. And it makes sense, knowing what we know, that Order 66 has activated in him. And he says, I don't think of executing our commanders as a mission objective. And Crosshair, an order is an order. And this is where the first time he's like, since when? And this episode constantly repeats, they constantly call out Crosshair. It's like, since when is following orders a thing for you? Like, yeah. we never follow orders. That's kind of our thing. Yeah. We don't follow orders. Yeah, why we, are we you get so... the work done and don't care. Yeah, why are you so you know, obsessed with following orders now, which should have All been a, a tip-off to him. You would think so, but they're, they've had this guy with him all the time. He usually doesn't say anything. Exactly. And which... so for him to be talking out, it's like, dude, what's wrong? What's up with you? Something's wrong. Something's rubbing you the wrong way. But he'll get over it eventually. Everybody yeah. has bad times. And he's always cynical. He, he's, he's always, always cynical, the... and he's always... And he's part of the Bad Batch. Yeah. Like, out of all the clones, the millions of clones that exist... They are the only five yep. that have a shared experience of being different. And so you're not going to cast somebody out who's part of your group so quickly just because yeah. something weird's going on. Yeah. Which is sad. It is very sad that that all this stuff happens. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this conversation where they talk about... Um, that they're altered. Their regs have... Um, 
Programming. Yeah. Programming. Yeah. It's it's programming that uh, they follow orders without question. Um, and then Wrecker like smacks Crosshair on the back. It's like, but we don't. You know, we don't follow orders. So it's... <laughs> yeah. So Wrecker's, Wrecker's in a, and honestly, Wrecker would be the one that I was probably the most scared of turning. Yes. Um, oh, well, I take that back. Uh, <laughs> I think the only one I wasn't scared of turning was Echo and Tech. Because <laughs> yeah. Hunter, Wrecker, and Crosshair all are severe damage guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Echo and Tech are kind of the support characters in a lot of ways. Although, as deadly as they are, yes. they their expertise is more off the battlefield. Yes. In most ways. Yeah. So, Wrecker would be horrible to have Order 66 in him and turn against the team. Uh, Wrecker, uh, then Hunter. Hunter would be horrifying because he could, he's the tracker. He could hunt everybody down if he needed to. Yeah. Um, Crosshair has has the element of surprise and, and stealth. So, that'd be scary. Yeah. Um, but the other two, like, Echo would be able to track them using computers. Yeah. And figure out what they would do. Tech would do a similar similar job. Yeah. But uh, Echo would probably be able to utilize more droid and more systems informations. Yeah. And Tech would probably use algorithms to try to predict their position. That's true. So. And pick up on their chatter. And what right. So they'd always be doggedly being chased. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're all bad. <laughs> anyway, any, any one of them. Yeah. Point is, he, he talks about how he's like, our genetic modifications must make us immune to the inhi- the programming. programming. Yes. But I'm not 100 percent sure of that. Is what Echo says. And then it cuts to Crosshair, who crosshair glares. Who... He squints and glares at Hunter. Yeah. But then Hunter asks about Echo. You know, Echo's mm. a reg. And like, well, he was. He was. But, uh, all those years on Skako Minor and what they did to his mind must have damaged his inhibitor chip. You're more machine than man now, percentage-wise. Percentage-wise. <laughs> Which is a cool callback to Obi-Wan Kenobi talking about Vader. He's more man than machine now. More machine than man now. Um, so then we hear the muster call for the meeting. And yep. Hunter says, well, this is one meeting I don't want to miss. And Texas, well, it's the first time for everything. Uh, <laughs> it's like they probably don't ever go to any meetings. Oh, they never do. Why would they? Uh, they're hated by all the other clones. Um, they do whatever they want because they get the job done. And they're still loyal, but they have this resentment to the organization and structure. Yep. Um, but this is where we go, and we get to hear a great callback again to episode three of the movies. Um, which is where Palpatine is giving a speech for in front of the Senate. Which yeah. is interesting because we've had... A, it feels like we've had so much go on here, but time has passed. Yes. The then you get back to uh, Camino. scarred and deformed. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise my resolve has never been stronger. Now, this is interesting because I, I didn't think they were using uh, yeah, audio yeah. from episode three. But the guy, whoever did the voice here for Palpatine nailed that last line because that's something that sticks out in my head so bad from episode three. Uh-huh. My resolve has never been stronger. Like the way he says it is so emperor, emperor-ish from the original trilogy. That I'm like, oh, there he is. There's the Emperor right there. Yeah. And whoever did, was doing the voice here, whether it was an actual recording, but I, I don't think it was. Well, I know they used the recording from episode three in season seven when yeah. Ahsoka hears um, Mace, the, the connection with Mace Windu and Anakin. Really? Yeah, that's Hayden Christensen, and that's Samuel Jackson. Are you kidding? For sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's really good. So it would. Oh, I guess it's possible. It it's, would be possible. It's not unlikely that they're. They um, don't use Ian McDermott's voice. They own the rights to it. Uh, yeah, they do, and they've got it on file. And, you know, and they can have him do. And the only lines he says are lines that we hear from. Yeah. Episode three. So you know, execute order sixty six, and. Uh, all the other, you know, all these other lines from the speech. Yeah. Yeah. Totally could be. So. 
Um, but this is where they went to this to figure out what was going on. They're like, oh, now we're part of an empire. And Echo's pretty frustrated with that. Yes. <laughs> For a safe and secure society. If I ever tell you that's on my bucket list. What? To, um... Be in a setting where I can raise my arms up and people will like the same setting as the emperor. It's to be giving a speech <laughs> and after finishing, you're lifting my arms and just having, and the having crowd everyone go cheer. into a frenzy. It's on my bucket list. Like, I don't know if it's ever attainable, but like, I that's would love to be in that situation. I just, just that the energy of the crowd as you just lift your arms up, it's like they are cheering for me. Yeah, that would be an awesome experience to have. I, that's that's cool. Uh, one thing that wasn't on my bucket list that kind of fit that may, reminded me when you were talking about that was at Trenton's uh, my brother Trenton's ring ceremony when I was officiating uh-huh. the ring ceremony and I'm like wait a minute like I could princess bride this right uh-huh. I could do the priest I could do the clergyman could mm. I totally do that here oh yeah <laughs> turns out her family is huge like they love princess bride. Like love and like have plaques in their house for, so of quotes, um, like uh, above their door it says "Have fun storming the castle." You know, it's like that that level of fan. And for me to start out doing that and everybody lost it, that was a great moment. That was a great moment for me. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Ian McDermott but is cast as your Darth moment Sidious sounds even better. In, uh, <laughs> I know. Ian McDermott is what? He's cast as as Darth Sidious. Okay, we looked cast, at the credits, so it and it is Ian McDermott. McDermott. It is his. Vo- all right, that makes sense because whoever it was for me, not knowing if it was him, nailed it. Uh, nailed the line. And lines. Uh, turns nailed. out it was him. It was him. And whether or not it was pre recorded or he redid the lines, uh, yeah, no, it was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect for me. But anyway, yeah, that's on my bucket list. That's so fantastic. I'm not sure if I'll ever get it, but hey, if there's an opportunity, there it is. I saw an opportunity and I seized it. That's awesome. Anyway, um, um, it's good to note that Hunter notices a little girl with the Kaminoans. 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 I can never remember how they... <laughs> I don't even remember where I heard it before. <laughs> yeah, well, the point is they... Um, I'm a semantics guy, I guess. He sees a girl. And, and she knows him. She knows him and then disappears. Oh, I'm as Tech asks Hunter, you know what? And she's like, oh, nothing. But then when they're walking down the hall... Uh, she actually introduces herself to them. Yep. And uh, she knows who they are. Each Drop one. Drop on Post 99. Yep. Uh, Record's like, what's that? Like, What's that? <laughs> it's a female. It's a human female. Adolescent, Adolescent human female. female. Origin unknown. <laughs> yep. But she knows all of them, which is cool, and she introduces herself. I'm Omega. I'm Omega. And they're like, what are you doing on Camino Kid? And uh, Nala Say? Nala Say. Says she's my medical assistant. She's doing her job. She's my medical assistant. Um, Now, they don't really hide the fact that she's a clone in this. No, they don't. The fact that they give her an accent from New Zealand, it's like, so she's a clone? So she's a clone. And she's a kid on a clone base. And her name is Omega, which, as we know, they're... You know, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Yes. So she's like the final iteration of the clones. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. And so... And her hair looks um, exactly like Boba Fett's. Yes, it does. It does. And it gets even worse in the next one. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, so yeah, she's a clone. Oh, yeah. It's it's really... You find out just how oblivious the rest of the Bad Batch is. I mean, we know about tech. But the rest of them are like, how did you not pick up on that? Yeah, but they're soldiers. Tech got it. They're soldiers, and this is totally out of the ordinary for them. Us at home, we're thinking, "What could this be? What could this mean?" And even from the trailers, people were hypothesizing that, "Oh, this is gonna be a clone." In the trailer, yeah, in the second one, Mm. which Scott did not see, so he still doesn't know. what happens? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask that. Is there something in the trailer still that has happened? Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's a big oh, yeah. thing. Okay. I, it almost happened in the second episode. I really? thought it might happen in the second episode. So it episode, might happen in the third? It could happen as okay. early as the third. I don't okay. know how many episodes are in this. But 16. Okay. There are 16? There are 16 episodes. <laughs> this one only counts as one, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That still only counts as one. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's um, high pitched girl school because that was amazing. Seriously though. <laughs> anyway, um, and then she has to leave with Nalase. Yep. And that's when we get uh, the introduction of Admiral Tarkin at this point. Yes. Not a Grand Moff just yet. And he has come to renegotiate the contract with uh, that had existed between the Kaminoans and the and the Republic. Yes. Uh, now the Empire and man, reorganizing the Republic into the Empire. I just listened to another uh, uh, another YouTube video. It was a short one, like three minutes long, about how brilliant it was for him to reorganize the Republic into the Empire, because the Republic racked up all these debts and all these contracts and stuff. But the Empire doesn't. Yeah. Well, the Republic doesn't exist anymore, so you're not getting paid. <laughs> oh, yeah, so smart. It's like, oh, crap. So the Kevin Owens have all these clones in development, like, but how many of those are going to... We have a good standing like, contract we have with the contracts. Republic, and Tiger's like, Republic doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm here to reevaluate our clone thing. A conscript army yep. would be better. Yep. And, uh, and cheaper. much cheaper. Well, not necessarily better, but cheaper. And... Uh, the prime minister is like, whatever. Clones are the best, man. Clones are awesome. Um, it is shocking to me that the empire did not continue the clones. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, stormtroopers sure could be brainwashed and stuff, but clones had inhibitor chips. They it forced them to be compliant. Yeah. Plus, you have the skills of just a warrior people. It's, I'm, you I'm would never sure see a clone pull the kind of garbage from the original trilogy. Well, that episode four would have never happened, so they have to get rid of the clones. Yeah. Like, Rex even I brings know, that but up it, in Rebels. He's like, this sense. is like the worst armor ever. Oh, yeah. It's like, Rex even brings it up. It's because the Empire gets cheap. Yeah. They start keeping their money, which is the biggest problem, I think. Yeah. They, they don't want to spend the money to build the clones. If we can do it at a fraction of the price and just have these... You know, basically droids. Yeah. Because that's how it is. Just a bunch of droids. As long as we have enough people with guns, they'll do what we say. And if we can do it much cheaper, let's just do that. Yeah, it was more about intimidation than, than battle or yeah. a, a, any war uh, combat situation Yeah, for the stormtroopers. Plus, you can have stormtroopers for a lot longer. Clones, this is ex- true. they age twice as fast. So Well, we, we know they grow up twice as fast. Yes. But... I mean, Rex was around for freaking ever, dude. Like, he fought on Endor, which was 60 years after the Clone Wars? Is it 60? I thought it was only 30. Well, how many? How long between... Uh, episode episode three, and 3 and 4 is 30 years. Oh, okay. And so maybe it's only like He's 15 years. in the Clone Wars. Rex is 15 years old during what? the Clone Wars. What? Yeah. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> in quotations, in, in 15 increased, years. Increased aging. His accelerated Sorry. puts him at His about 30. would be about 30. Or if it's only accelerated for the young part of their lives, which could happen. That's interesting. You I, could I genetically thought of that. that That's That seems difficult to have it be accelerated and then all of a sudden stop being accelerated. Um, Not necessarily. Um, you grow at different rates throughout your life. Like, as humans, that's we get true. to a certain height and then stop. Why? Well, that's just how we're genetically made. That's true. So you alter those genetics to say, well, you grow up quicker, So, but then you stop. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that they're aging faster, it's that they're growing faster. Mm. If you think of it that way. Instead yeah. of trying to say that they're aging quicker. Yeah. because If I mean, they are aging quicker, then they'll die faster. If but we did if the math... If growing faster. If Rex is... Um, 15 years old. Right. Give him 30 more years. That makes him 45. Does he look like a 90-year-old man in Rebels? No. Maybe like 60-ish. Right? 50s, 60s. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe 60s. Uh, Yeah, maybe 60s. He's got got white hair. so So if you think that if they age up to like the age of... Maybe they age up to 25. And because 25 Even 18. Yeah. Or, or they 20. seem older than 18, though. Or 20? I would say 25. 20, 25, yeah. I would say 25. So you think, they, you think they age up to 20 in 10 years, and then and then stop, and then five more years of training, then they get their, and then yeah. they're conscripted. Yeah. Okay. And then they age normally. Yeah. 
But again, I think Tarkin has a good point, you know, because you're having to raise these clones for 15 years before you can even use them. Can use them? We can use these guys now. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't even make sense though, because the Clone Wars didn't last that long. Clone Wars lasted f- five years. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, it was really short. Yeah, it really wasn't a very long war. No. And so that makes me think like, so he was 15 when he came out and fought in the wars and they were getting new, new ones all the time, but it still takes so long. You think of how many resources that takes to grow a person yeah. for 15 years before you can send them out. And then they run out of the front lines, punch Boom. a droid and get shot and it's over. You just spent 15 years growing this. And that's probably where Tarkin's getting like, eliminated. I would rather have those people if they're getting shot that quick to only cost this much instead yeah, of absolutely. four times that amount. Exactly. Uh, I'm, then when you when you multiply that by how many clones were killed. Oh, yeah. It's like, you're talking a You blow up a gunship and yeah. that's an enormous amount. Because, I mean, I that's guess they never really actually say how many, how much it costs to grow one clone. No, they don't, but... It's got to be significant. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, they've streamlined the process. And yes. Like, they are they don't have their own rooms. They don't have their own job. They don't have their own anything. They don't have no. money of their own to spend. You're no. feeding them, but you're only feeding them what they need to have. It's not like they get treats and stuff. No. Um, so, I mean, it, it's hyper-industrialized. Oh, yeah. You know, creature growth. Very... Um, interesting from an ethical standpoint oh yeah i think it's horrid yeah i think if the jedi actually sat down and thought about it for a minute they'd be like no we need to use droids yeah i saw a uh something interesting it's like if jango fett had lived for like five minutes more he would be fighting against an army of himself how interesting would that have been i would have loved that to see jango see his clones against him yeah that that was sick sick they know him. That would have made a great scene, like if both their helmets came off and yeah. they're fighting. Like he's literally fighting a version of himself. Yeah, I'd love that. And like they'd see him because okay. he was on okay. Camino. They'd know dream, him. dream casting here. There's going to be an Ahsoka TV show. Is Rex going to show up? Probably. And is it going to be played by Tamara Morrison? I hope so. Is Rex ever going to be Boba Fett? Oh, that'd be so cool. Please. <laughs> Please, awesome. can I have that interaction? It's like, there's the things, though, that, like, that was like, I didn't even think about, where it's like, yeah, he's gonna obviously... Have to, they're going to have to age him even more, though. Oh, yeah. Because Boba still had, you know, 10 more years yeah. younger than him. But it's so funny, like, I didn't even think about the fact that in Mandalorian, it makes sense that Boba Fett can't be there, because if Luke sees Boba Fett, problem. It's like, oh, I yeah, didn't I even think that. about that. <laughs> it was like, Dave Filoni's probably like, well, yeah, Boba can't oh, be no, there. no, 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 no. Well, why not? Well, because of episode six, like he yeah, they, can't, they Luke literally can't see Boba. Just, like five years ago, had this like Luke's like one of the main reasons Boba lost his armor. And yeah, went in the Sarlacc pit and had to trade it away to Jawas. To so yeah, that survived. Uh, that can't happen. Like <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Anyway, well, we're gonna take a break right here. We're gonna go ahead and split this episode. Um, so we'll take a break here and uh, catch you on the flip. All right.